if the if the mood that you're in, you think I could describe to you the mood that is, you're in, then don't watch then it. Then you don't wa- want to watch it. it. But if it's more complex, yeah, and sundry, and yeah, sundry and layers to it, yeah. And welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the Creative the Town Podcast, brought to you by us over at AtoZHorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. Pessimism is just a higher form of optimism, Jack. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is someone else who finds laziness really attractive. It's Mark. That's a good point, actually, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's me. <laughs> For those of you unfamiliar with our Cracker Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. And this week, we watched 2011's The Innkeepers, which was a Jake pick. And we will dive all the way into that real soon. And when we do, fair warning, we're going to spoil the absolute nonsense out of it. And hey, we do have a Patreon going, but we are not where your money should be going right now. So as it has been for a long time now, all of our Patreon proceeds are going to Feeding America. So you can head on over to patreon.com slash A-T-O-Z-Horror and support the show at your level of choosing. Get some perks for your troubles and know that your money is going better than somewhere better than our dumb asses. And if you can't do that right now or just don't want to, that's cool. We appreciate you being here and hanging out with us now. But do try to do something you can for someone who needs it. Blacklivesmatters.carrd.co remains a good place. Uh, You can go check out a list of uh, resources and links to where you can fight systemic racial injustice. And if you need a little escapism, hopefully you can have some fun with us in the horror world for at least the next little bit. And boys, you know what that means. It's time to do the getting drunk part. So on that score, let's do beers for fears. Hey, Mark. Hello. What are your beers for these fears? I uh, had a hard time with this one. There's really not a lot of, we'll get there. There's really not a lot of story or like anything. Like, yeah, sharp edges to attach to or things of interest here. So you're kind of just going off of the very broad strokes of of this one. Um, And notably, you can't get uh, chasing ghosts here in Idaho. Nor can you get Schlitz. Nor can you get Schlitz malt liquor. Um, I went with Ghost Town Porter. This is a bit of a ghost town. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. This is is from Lost Grove Brewing here in Boise. Nice. Ghosts. Well, Mark, there are ghosts number here, one, and they're in a town. I don't think, I don't believe Schlitz was a malt liquor. It's just a beer. Uh, I think it was just a beer. Um, but I, I agree with you. Schlitz malt liquor. Is Maybe that they, a separate I, thing? They might make bull. They might make, they make a both. malt liquor, but they Schlitz are was a malt liquor. Clearly yeah. made a lager. Malt liqueur. Um, Excuse me. Malt liqueur. <laughs> <laughs> I also couldn't find Schlitz, but I did choose to go with another old Milwaukee brewery. I'm just gonna get some Pabst. It's what I could find here. I couldn't find anything having anything to do with ghosts, so I got myself a Pabst to drink in the like they drink Schlitz here. I'm drinking some. Is it the is it the Ashley Dreyfus art Pabst? No, it's the I, classic blue ribbon can. I Pabst. can't imagine that has made its way to Hawaii. I yet. don't know. It's gonna be national. I haven't seen it here yet, but cool. you know, Keep it the, out. Release, the drinking... release for that was Wednesday. No, it's our. It's been out. They just had a party on Wednesday. Oh, I see. It's okay. been out for like a half. Month. I'm also drinking some of these Kirkland Signature Citra Hop Session IPAs because they are currently cheaper than PBRs. Wow, <laughs> in nice. Honolulu. Nice. Wow. So that's that's also what I'm drinking. I uh, didn't do even a modicum of research that I probably should have. Is the Yankee Peddler or whatever the hell the name of this hotel is? Is it a Milwaukee thing? It's in New England. It's in Massachusetts. Oh, well, what's the point of Milwaukee then? What? That's where Schlitz is from. Schlitz is like an old Milwaukee. Oh, you just went next door to the thing that was... Okay, cool. Yes. Similar... The most Schlitz-like beer I could find. Interesting. You want to throw it to me again? Yes, I do. Jay, cool. What's your beers for these um, beers? I'm <laughs> Jack can't function unless he gets a clean throw to him. 
Jake, my name is Jake. Again, you've yeah. confused us. Yeah. Mark, you okay. son of a bitch. I'm tr- <laughs> I'm drinking a beer by Trinity Brewing. I don't think I've ever had a beer by this brewery out of Colorado Springs. I was Springs. so close to getting that. This? Yeah, this yeah. is called Stay Here. It's an imperial stout. Uh, I mean, spoiler alert, at the end of this movie, the, the main the protagonist, I guess we'll say, she stays at this hotel. There's also sort kind of, of a trinity of ghosts that... That's what I was going to get it for. ...that the uh, inhabit the hotel now. Does she stay at the hotel, or was is it like uh, the Shining situation where she was always there? I don't know, Jack. I think that's up it's for unclear. interpretation. Okay, we'll, we'll get I into all that. I don't think it's up for interpretation at all. I think she was staying at the hotel, and then she died of an asthma attack. Well, she was working there. And she was destined yeah. to die there. All right, so we'll get, we'll get into all of that. Well, goals. everyone's destined to die somewhere if we're getting into a okay. destiny thing. Okay, okay. Mark. We'll talk about this philosophy later. You're destined to die somewhere unless I don't you stay think in a hotel this movie, I don't think this movie's really your destiny and now you're destined to die here specifically. I don't think this movie's dealing in philosophy. No. <laughs> no, it's not. Well, I mean it kind of is in a certain way, but not the way that you we are talking about it right now. Hmm. Yeah, okay, we'll we'll definitely talk about that then. I'm vibrating at a very weird frequency right now and I don't know why. But drinking beers and watching the innkeepers is the only thing we've done in the course of the last week. We might have also experienced some other shit in the horror world. So why don't we talk about it by first paying up on lost beers for fears? What if no one has any? <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> I'm kidding. I have some. Mm, beer. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. What a idiot! You suck, you jackass. <laughs> Jake, why don't you tell us what you got in Lost well, Beers for uh, Fears? Okay, I'm going to start with The Lodge, which I don't think I've talked about on this podcast yet. Uh, I lost The Wicker Man. Had to watch this movie. Wicker Man? It's been a long time since we reviewed The Wicker Man. Think about that. That was like July, I think. Okay, it? cool. I'm not that behind. Though. I haven't posted. I haven't a lost many of these. While. I haven't posted anything either. <laughs> Truly Whatever. sorry. Um, so... <laughs> Anyway, I I feel like I was mildly spoiled on this movie because of the poll itself. I didn't really like what walk was the in. Poll? It was other well, it's other movie. Knowing what I've seen now in the movie, it was other movies involving cults for sure. Was it? Now I got to look it up. Well, that's what <laughs> I think so. Okay, you talk your stuff, and I'll go look at. I wouldn't have walked into this stuff. movie otherwise. Wow, we are on fire. Expecting today. or thinking cult. Um. And a weird little thing, I didn't know that this was a Hammer film production, which is a very bizarre thing, because I can't think of anything that Hammer's done recently. I'm sure that they've been making movies, producing movies, but I <laughs> they came They came any. out of retirement specifically for this. Specifically for this movie, which is vastly different than when I think of other Hammer films. Also, this movie is uh, kind of a slog. I don't know how many, I think you've seen I've it for seen sure. It. It's it's definitely a slog. It was one that I was excited to see when it first came out. You talked about it, and then shit got in the way, so I hadn't. I hadn't really taken the plunge, but uh, suffice to say, it's a lot. And I don't really need <laughs> the drama that is this movie in my life right now. I don't want to spoil anything, but there is some very traumatic shit kind of underlying everything that takes place during this movie. I love how it's shot, though. That's kind of my high-level take of this. It's a beautiful movie. I think it's shot extremely well, especially when you consider the primary set, it's one of those that's not a one-set movie, but it's pretty damn close to it. In the lodge itself, uh, it's really just a cabin, and then the surrounding winterscape and lake, I guess. Okay. But um, it's kind of a revenge story, and one thing that I do want to say, even though this could get a little bit more 
spoilery, but I, I feel like I have to mention it. I think that this movie rubbed me a little bit the wrong way because it's, like I said, a revenge story that's driven through the exploitation of a mental illness, in my opinion. Like, I don't think it really plays that in the way that it needs to play it to be sympathetic to the situation. Like, I wasn't really good with its depiction of all of that. I love The Shining. You could probably argue The Shining does some of that too, but this was more egregious, in my opinion, because this just villainizes that a, state a of being. Person. That state yeah. of being. And there are other things going on here. There is, like I said, a cult involved in some way, shape, or form. I'm not going to divulge exactly. But I feel like it's a little bit too just hardline mental illness, bad, causes bad things to happen. I'm out. This <laughs> is a movie. This is interesting. When I watched this movie, I think I recommended it to you, Jake, specifically. Yeah. I had this pegged as being like, Jake was going to fucking love this. Interesting. So, I can see why. This is, when you talk about liking A24 movies, and I talk about you liking movies that aren't made by A24, but seem yeah. like they should fit into that catalog. Yeah, this, yeah, this, this could is be one, one of those This could be one. Things. Yeah. 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 I, I, I didn't <clears throat> dislike the movie. I think it's more what this is as a whole. Is it necessarily the vibe that I want to get down with during my free time right now? That's fair. And I think yeah, that like maybe be, two years be, ago, it would be a yeah. little bit easier to like take the plunge into a movie like this. Uh, it has all the hallmarks, slow burn. Similar to St. Maude now that I think about it, actually. From a just like that's texture interesting. standpoint. Yeah, that's interesting. Texturally, I'll agree. There are vastly fewer undercurrents, not even undercurrents, overcurrents of religion. In Correct. This. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, you have religion and you have overcurrents. Cult. <laughs> like... It, those there's are two different things. Liminal and they're super liminal. Cults bother me. <laughs> I'm on record. Religion doesn't do it for me. So I think it, I agree with what you're saying. If I had to pick one, I would pick this over St. Maude. And they often yeah. overlap. But this so. one just like left a bad taste in my mouth because of the way it treated one of the characters in particular. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. When you yourself, Jake, wrote the poll. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> that's on you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember doing that. I've gotten to the bottom of that mystery. This is after we moved over it. to who was doing you which cracked polls. It. <laughs> you did this one. You brought this one on yourself. I don't know how I could have possibly done that. You did. You Googled cult movies. Yeah, probably. Oh, uh, maybe. Yeah, yeah, that's probably what it was. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Well, it entered. It was like in one ear and out the other, you know, in one side of the brain and out the same side. I mean, also, you can watch the trailer and get a pretty good understanding. Mm, I, I. It's been a few years, too, so it's. Ignorance is bliss, man. I was ignorant when I walked in what and actually watched the thing. What else have you watched? Hold on. The other one that I watched was Werewolves Within, which interestingly enough was Ooh, okay. I lost for Bokeh, and I made a poll sure. of three movies that were just on my list to see because I think I was agitated about losing that that one, to be honest. Acceptable. Yes, yeah. Sir. Yeah. So uh, I loved this movie. I watched Werewolves Within. I didn't love this movie. I didn't. Whoa! I didn't think it was that funny. It, it needed to be more funny. Sounds like I need to break the tie. Yeah, I think so. I- I thought it was good, but it wasn't... It, it certainly let, wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. Yes. This... this Okay, here's the deal. There are two things that are the elephants in the room with this one. First... Nope, there's only one thing, and then there's a comment that I have that's not an elephant at all. There's one elephant. I can't watch this movie in, like, somewhat short succession to have, having watched... Um, what the hell was it called? The Wolf of Snow Hollow last year. Yep. 
because that one I, I that one did so much for me that I think that at least subconsciously <laughs> I was expecting something the, more like that and this didn't we, tickle well, the same funny there is there nothing were way like the wolf more of snow hollow this, this one at least had like a uh, yeah i mean and, but this one has a much more cohesive tone yeah maybe i appreciated the n- not necessarily cohesive tone of wolf of snow yeah. hollow though because it was that slight weirdness that really did it for me yeah i mean i'll refer you to when i asked you both is this a comedy and you simultaneously responded Said yes, yes and, and no. no respectively yeah for sure i and i think that that's probably one of the things that i really liked about that film this one yeah. it's funny a lot of people in this movie they're all kind of just doing their own things, and some of them work, some of them don't work. It's still charming. I would still recommend it. It just wasn't as good as I was expecting it to be. And I know Jack loved it, so I think I went in probably with higher expectations than I probably should have. I also am. I watch Sam Richardson do literally anything at this point, I think. It's very hard for me to not fully enjoy a Sam Richardson joint. Yeah, I have, I, I have no way of weighing in on this now without actually watching it. You just it. have to watch I'm just, it. I have to break the tie. Yeah, you just have to watch it. This is a good one. Watch it before the end of the year. Watch it as you yeah, get you into the winter. Yeah, you should have it on your... I mean, it's worth watching for the end of the winter year. Winter months. Yeah. Yeah. It's better winter watch than fall watch. Yeah. There's snow. And that's how you can tell it's a winter watch. That's how you can tell it's could a winter be, watch. Could be like an early spring watch. Could be, but you want to watch it before the end of the year, so you're kind of rocking a yeah, hard place, I'm up you know? Creek now. Yeah, yeah. You should watch it, though. I'm pot committed. That's my second movie. Okay. Okay, you got anything else? No, that's that's the end. That's okay, you end. never you never told us how many movies there were. There were two, about, so. turns out. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't have any to talk about here. Mark, how about you? <laughs> I don't have any lost beers for fears. I'm caught up. Fuck it you is guys. occurring to me though that we need to get a xylophone that Jake can uh that Jake can hold up and hit a hit a chime every time he makes a point. It's like that's the end. <laughs> Let's cue Scatman. <laughs> Scatman's world. All right, boys, in regular rocking horror worlds here, there's gonna be a fuck ton. Right? Uh, It's been a long time. Mark, I know you and I have been watching a bunch of movies. It's October. Uh, So... I think what we decided Left to do out. is we're gonna have a we're gonna have a yeah. pat cast. Jake, I, I know you told me you don't have it's been, that. Many it's to been talk a busy about. year. You got really aggressive about how few movies you'd watch. So few <laughs> for you. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna do a pat cast after this bonus cast to talk about a little more in depth some of the ones that are common to us. Probably include um, some spoilers too. Exactly. But here on the podcast, um, I'll just run through the list of things I have to talk about without really going too much in depth into any of them here at this point. That's the way to do um, it in yeah, general. Starting with the two that are arguably He's describing horror. the segment. Well, no. <laughs> and I we mean, never do it that way. Faster than we ordinarily would because yeah, I have like nine to talk about. The way to do um, it is faster than we ordinarily would. Okay, two would. arguably horror ones. First, Squid Game. Uh, the yeah. Korean, everybody knows about fucking Squid Game, Korean TV show. It's, I think there are definitely a lot of horror elements. Leans heavy on gore and heavy on like suspense and, and a lot of really scary stuff going on. So yep, definitely arguably horror. horror. I enjoyed Squid Game. I don't really understand why it's the phenomenon that it is, but thank uh, you. I, <laughs> I mean, it's, I feel like it's I'm a- taking crazy pills over here. It's a <laughs> fine show, but it's the 50th show I've watched of this specific variety. Like a like a uh, battle royale kind of a thing. Yeah, like a battle royale where they're also leveraging like childhood games. You know. Yeah, I, the, that's the, that's the, a which, common trope. Would you in the rather horror. movie with Hayden Penetieri yeah, is th- th- almost th- this exact concept, but as a movie. It's a common horror trope, but I will say, like, still, I mean, true to South Korean cinema, they it looks fucking beautiful, and the use of colors is fantastic. Um, that's what's really stuff. striking. Is um, just how colorful it is at all times. Totally I haven't finished too. it. I've 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 only just begun. 
But I, it's oh, worth watching. I just don't think it's... Too I don't understand why it's the phenomenon that it is. Yeah. But I liked it. Next up, I've been playing Metroid Dread, the new Metroid game. And it's very fun. And there's... It's very scary. There, I feel genuinely terrified sometimes. There's these segments where there are these, like, unkillable robots that are pursuing you if you go within... Like, they're they're confined to certain areas. And if you go into those areas, these, uh, these robots chase you and automatically kill you if they catch you. And so that part's very scary. That's really the only horror element. You two aren't even listening to me. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm <laughs> so listening. So I'll just move on. Uh, well, I'm listening. Metroid. I just, you know, video. I, I always listen to the episode after the fact so that I don't have to listen to you during the fact. <laughs> okay. That's whatever. Metroid Dread is a fun game. It's got horror elements. It's not really a horror game. Jake uh, is also showing me that the beer that he's pounding right now is 12%. That's not what I was showing you. I, I just found it interesting that it talks about its original IBUs. It knows that they will change. It also <laughs> says to pair with a funeral pie. Jesus Christ. I can't recall ever having had a funeral pie. Uh, coming from Utah, the only thing I'm really familiar with here is funeral potatoes. Funeral potatoes are a thing. Yeah. They're good as fuck, but whatever. <laughs> what else Other did you movies? talk about, okay. Jack? <laughs> <laughs> I saw Spiral, colon, The Book of Saw on yes! an airplane. Boom! Uh, I also watched that one. We got that in common. <laughs> I did it. Nice. Uh, I, I, you know, it's a Saw movie. I, I will say it's, it's pretty good. It's better than Saw's Two through seven, what? Um, but it's she was pretty good. It's it's schlocky and it's stupid. And Chris Rock wasn't quite as good as I wanted him to be. And the like noir detective stuff is really over the top, even for a schlocky movie. That part was pretty dumb. But you know the traps are interesting, and it's a decent saw movie. If you're ever on an airplane, I can recommend it. Yeah, I want to I want to cut in here a little bit and provide my own. Uh, Please, always cut too. in. Yeah. So it is. The, it's so weird. I, I really thought that they were going to neuter Chris Rock more than they did. Like, this is very much a Chris Rock makes a loose cannon cop on the edge movie that is horror that is also in the Saw franchise. So each of those things are sanded down a little bit so that all the pieces fit together. But they I'm still be- fit together pretty well without losing any of their Yes, like I'm going to be delicate here. I'm trying not to spoil this, but the way... It is fit into the Saw franchise as the sort of reboot that it is. Mark, what did you think about the way they made this a quote-unquote Saw movie? Because that was felt very lazy to me. <laughs> I am for the reboot of the Saw franchise. Jigsaw fucking rocked, and this is very much a follow-up to Jigsaw. So I'm cool with it. I, I mean, I okay. think it's fine. They're doing much more to actually make it a Saw movie than... Like what they've done with the um, absolutely, and I will say, but I will say, if you haven't seen Jigsaw, this is the way this fits into the Saw franchise is not going to be very clear. Yeah, (laughs) if if you just came in cold, it actually might kind of work because I I actually talked about this at length on one of our, I think it was digging up the marrow, where we need more just serial killer that have a very specific weird style movies like the the Who Done It type, slow plotting sevens of the world we need more of those and i think that actually this fits remarkably well into that style I mean, it does, of movie. yes but all those slow plotting seven style plot points are very over the top in that noirness i was talking about faux yeah. noirness but i'd rather it's, have it be over the top in this faux noir yeah than it, over the top like saws four through seven war, yes, where it is just like okay you're this gonna walk through a fun house of people getting frozen to death and limbs twisted backwards and weird torture porn stuff. And it's also interesting the way they try to fit this into the how how do 
how does media treat police these days uh, where they kind of, you know, Chris Rock, who's the cop on the edge, ends up being like the only moral one in the movie. Unsurprised. Like, so that's all kind of, you know, it's all it's very clunky conversation for another time. We can't make cop movies anymore because they're too complicated. <laughs> Pretty much. Yep. <laughs> Brooklyn uh, either way. off the air now. They had to they had to squeeze out in uh, a last season. And even then it was just like, maybe we shouldn't be making this TV show anymore. Yeah. Um, either way, it's a fun movie. It's a saw movie. It's pretty dumb, but pretty fun. It's um, a Saw I reboot movie. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say. Yes. I wouldn't go into this one saying this is a Saw movie because it really isn't, unless you're qualifying the rebranded like reboot Saw as yeah. Saw. Yeah, it, but it doesn't this is fit in with yeah. functionally different from Saw two through six or seven or eight. Agree. This is not just torture porn. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't feel like overly gratuitous either. It's good. Um, I don't know how to watch this. I watched it on the Delta in flight movie. Uh, system. So if you if you're on a Delta flight, you can go ahead and watch this. Next up, I want to talk about Till Death. Uh, this is on Netflix. This is the Megan Fox movie. Yeah. Uh, kind of survival horror, kind of home invasion, kind of revenge movie. Uh, this is actually a really good movie. I really liked this movie. It's like 88 minutes. Megan Fox does a great Best job. Part. It's plotted pretty precisely. Um, and, uh, well, um, and, and paced, uh, I think very, very entertainingly. I was pretty riveted to this whole thing. Like the thriller parts are, are thrilling. The horror parts are scary. The home invasion-y parts are scary. This was just an unexpectedly good movie. Um, I really enjoyed this one. It's on Netflix. It's definitely worth a watch if you're looking for something to throw on. I was surprised how good the reception of this movie was. I, it looked very meh when we I was not it expecting HRR. it to be as good as it was it was a lot better yeah. than I thought yeah yeah uh, it's not in like end of year consideration but it is it is surprisingly good um next up I want to talk about uh VHS 94 um, another one we all have a little out of order here we all saw this so let's all chime in here uh this is a full true return to form for the VHS franchise loved this movie hail Ratma I Again, I think I'm the dissenting opinion here that this fits very well into the overall VHS yeah. landscape. Maybe it's just that VHS viral, viral was so and viral bad. was much less of a departure than everybody else makes it out to be because the segments were pretty good and everyone just hates the I narrative. The no, narrative. that's not. No, the segments in viral <laughs> were fine. They were just as good. They were the weakest of the four. Or bet I disagree. You think the second was the weakest? It wasn't fucking well, this if one. We're, if we're ranking, spoiler all, alert. If we're ranking all of the segment, this would be a fun exercise. Yeah, rank all. We the should segments. do that. That should be its own package. That's a package right there. Okay, rank all the segments. Mark, take and that then down. Score them accordingly with where they with like the, the aggregate score for the thing. But like as an example, in VHS ninety four, the first person uh, I don't know if it's Indonesian or Filipino it's one Indonesian. is probably the weakest overall segment of all of the VHSs. Wow, that is so incorrect. That is the <laughs> hardest disagree I could possibly have. Okay. I actually liked that segment and there are yeah, I liked a few it very bad segments of VHS. We yes. have to do a pack cast on That's it. true, okay. actually. Now I need to unpack all of them, but I mean, I, that one was way Like the Justin old. Benson, way Aaron Scott Moorhead one was pretty bad. That one was okay. No, it wasn't. It was <laughs> oh my bad. god. It was okay. I actually, I liked the Indonesian one here, the robot horror one. Look, this is a VHS movie. I really liked it. It sounds like Mark liked it a little less than me but in particular I liked it a the lot too. Ratma segment uh was was awesome I Bratma <laughs> Bratma <laughs> That's called, my MC It's name. called Storm Drain if people are interested in, in which one we're referring to before it's, seeing it's the, the film It's the first one right if you want to spoil yourself And we're back to a very good frame narrative I enjoyed the frame narrative of this one a lot too It was the worst part but yeah 
Actually, as I mean, normal. sure. Actually, the the wake was also kind of meh. No, this. it wasn't. It was good. Oh, okay. the wake was really cool. Man, so I guess we, we are, need to do I'm this excited for this podcast. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do this podcast. Um, so let's not talk too much about that. This is a, this is a very good anthology movie. You can watch it on Shutter. I think it's exclusive on Shutter. In fact, for um, now, let's see. Next up, I want to talk about Midnight Mass, uh, the the new uh, Mike Flanagan show on Netflix with this, you know a, a lot of the same re- crew <laughs> returning. God bless you, Jake. Grazie. Uh, Kate, <laughs> Kate Siegel, his wife, is a heavily is one of the main characters of this. I really liked this. But I think it's objectively the worst of the three. Uh, like, uh, you, I know you guys didn't like the the haunting of Hill or the haunting of Bly Manor, Manor. but Bly um, Manor was a meh. Yeah, Bly Manor is the weakest. I liked Bly Manor. I mean, I'm only halfway one, through this, so tread lightly. I know I'm not going to spoil anything. Um, this mm. is it's on Netflix. Uh, it's a what seven part I think. Um, yes series uh about a what small small town on an island off the coast of washington fishing town that's dying up a new priest comes in and shakes everything up and and horror ensues i don't Uh, even think jake's got to the part where they realize that everybody's half wendigo (laughs) 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 it's a good joke um i thought it was i thought it was like a new england island oh no it's it's very much like in the san juan's I am is that also where it's, on Jake's boat. Is that here, where it's filmed? Because that's objectively in. where it was filmed? Or is that where it's supposed to be? It was filmed off Vancouver. Yeah, um, I mean, that's... It, yeah. And it, yeah. it's said... They say multiple times Washington. Okay. Okay. It's in it's set in Washington State. I, well, I, I choose to believe this is like Prince Edward Island, like Newfoundland-ish. I mean, areas. effectively. Wait. Oh, no, that's the other side. That's east, east side. East side yep. of Canada. Yep. Um, I just pictured this being like over in the... By like Montauk and for people who have seen Martha's Vineyards, no, it's it's Washington State. But for people who have seen other Flanagan TV shows, this one I think is the much more. This is the most brooding of the three. It's the most philosophical of the three, and it's has monologues every thirty five seconds. At least they're good. I wrote down the Flanagan drinking game of you have to take a drink every time. Someone is providing it can be during dialogue between two actors, but if the shot is a long series of uh like like verbal performance from one actor and the scene is the camera is about eight feet away and between the start of their sentence and the end of their last sentence, the camera gets about three feet closer, <laughs> but it's just a slow and deliberate either zoom or pan in. You have to be drinking the whole time. That's the that's yes. the Mike Flanagan drinking game. Mm. Absolutely. I saw a tweet, a pretty good tweet. I can't remember the, the person who tweeted, but it was uh, you, colon, what time does the general store open? Me, colon, a side character on Midnight Mass. Well, you see, my mother opened the general store back here in 1948, <laughs> and at that time, there were cats in the backyard, and just... <laughs> yeah, um, it's but but Flanagan loves his actors. Well, I mean, it's all a lot yeah. of stuff. I like that as a brand person. I I think it's great personally. It's all shot very much like as if you were watching something for stage. In my and, opinion, and, yeah, and the, all of the monologues I think are all very good. I think they work well in this. But there are a ton. It is noteworthy how many there are. But I like them all. I mean, I, I real I loved this series. I. 100% agree. I would say Black Mass is less rewatchable Midnight than Haunting Mass. Hill House. But what did I say? Black Mass. Yeah, sorry. Midnight Mass is more rewatchable than Haunting of Hill House, but more poignant. 
I agree. Also, I've seen a lot of stuff about like what this has to say about religion. I don't think this has much to say about religion one way or another, personally, but um, it is it is very good. Um, and I like, there's a clear turning point in this series, and I like that turning point very yeah. much. I don't, th- yeah, exactly. <laughs> Here comes the turn. I'm not there yet. <laughs> oh, it turns into a porn halfway through. Yeah. <laughs> I am halfway through. Full penetration. Um, <laughs> let's see. And then I've got one more I want to talk about here, and that's Malignant. Uh, this yep. is available. Oh, it might not be anymore. No, October 31st. When is Malignant on HBO for free until? It's, it, I don't know. It I was on HBO for a while. Jack, Jack, it's like a lasagna thing. I think it's I think it's called Malignant. Malignant. No, it's Malignant. <laughs> Malignant. Uh, yeah. And I don't want to... We're going to talk more about this on the podcast. All three of us have seen this one. We don't want to spoil any of it, but I will No, you're say, not spoiling a damn thing. No. we. I will say that we... And Jake, you can tell me if I should bleep this, but we... All three of us during the horror release roundup for this said, eh, this looks really middle of the road, like it'll be super competently made because it's James Wan, but I don't know how much of a voice it's going to have. And I don't know if we've ever been more wrong about a trailer versus the actual film. I think that's we got fine. I, you know, I, we, we, not just I, but we, but you generally advocate here. going into movies blind. And if you can avoid watching the trailer and just watch this, holy shit. I actually, if you wa- is, actually no, watch the trailer. Yeah, this, watching watch the trailer, the trailer is a rare great. circumstance yeah. where I think you probably should watch the trailer. I feel like James Wan <laughs> tricked the studio into letting him make this somehow. Like he bamboozled them. This I movie, don't... did we like it around the horn, Jake? Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I fucking loved it. Yeah, it's so yeah. good. Here's the thing: I don't think the studio really thought about it too much. No, there's right? like James it's Wan. Just a James yeah. Wan film. He's he's got all the cred he could possibly need it's forever. It's going to be a middle of, like fast and he eight. Went and it's going to be a middle of the road. To make. Appeal to the masses movie. Here's a ton of money. And yeah. he went a different direction. <laughs> I except that everyone fucking loves this movie. A lot of people really hate this movie including my wife who did not care for it. <laughs> I really want to see someone who I, I want to see someone's opinion who hates it and I want to see like what that went like in turns their brain. Turns out we need to have we need to have Jack's yeah. Wi-Fi. I want to see oh, how that went in I the mean, brain. This is this is also a pretty like this is a thing on film Twitter. Like a lot of people did not like it's hard to do this without spoiling it, so maybe I just won't. But a lot of people didn't think the tone of this movie was <clears throat> intentional. I'll say. Oh, like this, a oh my god, it's so critics. fucking okay. This is for the podcast. Yeah, saying something has has like legs on film Twitter is basically admitting that one in every one hundred thousand people have a negative opinion. Yeah. About so it. here sure. here's the thing. <laughs> sure, I will. Sure. This was one hundred percent intentional. We're gonna talk more on our podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Malignant fucking rules. James Wan is a master of horror. If it's still on Not HBO, as good as Mike Flanagan, fucking watch it. If you have to go to theaters, fucking watch it. Watch this movie. It's yeah, so oh, good. Oh no, we're living. I I talk. Actually, I haven't really. I don't think we've had like the strongest years ever. The last couple, including this one. But the fact that we have Juan and the like making shit like this gives me like, hope. Juan, <laughs> it Flanagan, makes me Jordan happy. Peele, all doing stuff they want to do. Like it's yeah. a good time to be a horror fan. We just talked about Juan and Flanagan making good things. Nice. Yes, that's Everything all I'm going to talk about here. Uh, Mark, what have you got that I didn't cover? Woof. Okay, so going back to the beginning of September, I think, I watched a little movie called Freaky, and we can probably go through this one pretty quick Fast. here I've as talked well, about it, yeah. Because, yep. Jack, you've also seen this. Jake, you haven't? No. Yeah. So this is the, uh, I'm stuck on Vin Diesel. Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. <laughs> I don't really care to see this. <laughs> it could not be different, other than the V. And, and the I and the N. Okay. Could not be more different, you meant to say. Did I say less? You, you just said could not be different. <clears throat> No, I think we're breaking up, Jack. No, we are not. <laughs> I'm, put, I'm, I'm superimposing it in slow right here in the edit. 
could not be different. It's fine. Vince Vaughn. This beer's twelve percent. Friday body slasher swap. flick that was at the time and possibly might still be available on HBO. Uh, it is so still yeah okay. So if you want to go watch it, I mean, if if Malignant's still there, I recommend Malignant over this. But this is a very easily watchable, like October slash November slasher fun. Go Why it has it. a fall setting? This is polished down to a nub and where there's so fun yeah it's super fun but there's no there's no rough edges anywhere there's there's almost no character to it in a in a very strange way like you're getting exactly what you're expecting it's it's very much like a happy death day style thing except happy death day came two and a half years before this movie and sort of created that not created but brought to life that entire idea of reimagining 80s and 70s and 90s like teen flicks as horror movies and this is just doing that same thing and relies on the premise of a magical dagger existing that gets stolen during the opening scene because why the fuck not Uh, yeah i think what i said about this movie was like it is precisely what you're expecting except for vince vaughn does even a better job than you think i think is what i said yeah it all works remarkably well it just doesn't bring anything new to the table, which is fine. We talk about this all the time. It is extremely polished and highly watchable, but yes. it's not breaking any barriers or anything like that is the only criticism, really, I have of it. Yep, but it's still a pretty damn good movie. Yeah. Next well, up- Wait, Mark, can I pause for just one second to throw in yeah. my... the I for- forgot one off my list because it was on the previous segment's list. I also watched cool. Freaks pretty recently. This is also the 1932 movie. I talked about this very briefly on an episode a little bit back. Todd Browning's Freaks. Um, oh, so you watched you watch the 1930 version, not the one that was just remade, I think, with Emil Hirsch. Wasn't he in that? Jesus, I didn't know that. Am I thinking of the wrong thing? Uh, I think you're th- you're thinking of something different, right? Yeah, you're thinking of like there's like a house involved. Yeah. Yeah, this and is totally different. No, this is that? about people in a circus okay yeah this is about um you know people of of various physical forms and stuff it's a pre-morse code horror movie which is really cool you know that period before or haze code yeah thank you um morse code is is like the dots and dashes (laughs) i understand i was like wait how does the beep 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 have to do (laughs) pre-morse code um no pre-haze code uh horror movie it's a really, really complicated one because it is extremely exploitative of people with physical differences, uh, but also kind of compassionate towards them, but also hugely problematic. Really complicated one. I think it's worth a watch if you haven't seen it. It's very strange. It's also like 43 minutes long or something like that. Like, not long, um, but yeah. it's a weird fucking movie. Yeah, um, this is one I saw a long time ago. I think you have to think it's it's very difficult to do. It's a, It's just a total artifact at this point like for the time i think it was absolutely uh compassionate towards that group of people yeah because they are like actually it looks horrible yes yeah it does and it is but we are looking at it through different lenses yeah people are are given actual characters and like treated kind of like human beings i mean it's fully for exploitation but in a first people with physical differences are treated like human beings yes very weird, complicated movie. Just wanted to throw it in there yeah. because I saw it on my list. Sorry, Mark, your second movie, sir. What was what was the actual name of that movie? It's called Freaks, Freaks or Todd okay. Browning's Freaks. So um, Freaks is also the name of the Emil Hirsch twenty eighteen name, but it's not a remake, from what I can tell. So I just got my. I don't know how you could remake okay, that I mean, movie. In it's any... not a shockingly. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. That name is very common and basic. So it's basic pumpkin spice lattes and freaks. 
A lot of people like PSLs, okay? Do you? <laughs> yeah, I, pe- people I like sugar. I don't. Yeah, people do love sugar. Yeah. One That's of the other all. movies I watched is called Come True, which is available on Hulu. I thought you were going to weave that in more gracefully. I thought there was going to be some sort of sort no, of sugar. No, I like abrupt Okay. to transition. Is this movie sugary sweet? <sighs> no. Darn. So, Shucks. I think Come True might be the night terror movie that people wanted like two or three years ago. When you say when night there were like terror, 15 you mean night terrors yes. movies? Okay. Yeah. Say more. I kind of wish I could. Come, oh. True is, Come True is a weird one. I very much enjoyed it, but also, I, this is one I really want to watch with you guys because there's so much to unpack in the good, the bad, and the ugly categories here. It is such a phenomenally dumb ending that I really wish this movie were better, but it yeah. leaves you with such a stupid taste in your mouth that I kind of also hate it. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll just, I'll set this aside because again, we're 40 minutes. Into yeah. This I knew segment. this shit was going to happen. Watch it on Hulu. Probably wait until after uh, October because it's not a particularly good like Halloween movie or anything, but it is, this is the one about the lady who enters the sleep study and she starts like seeing things in the real world and yeah. All that stuff. Um, she was allowed in. I liked it. On balance, it's a good movie. I want more people to watch it because I want to talk to people about what the fuck this thing is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Interesting. I don't know. It's yeah. It's incredibly dumb, but also surprisingly good. On it's one of those. It's it's so the sum of the parts is so much better than it should be. Interesting. If I if I take it apart and digest individual pieces, it's fucking garbage trash. <laughs> but if I put them all together, I'm like garbage trash. I kind of like it. So that's wow. a fun one. Okay. What else, Mark? The boy behind the door, Jack. You've talked about this one. This is available on Shutter, and I think will be for a while. Yeah, this um, do you, this, this is, is a very a, Jake I guess movie. you call it survival horror in the same vein as like Don't Breathe or The Intruders, or something similar to that, uh, except instead of a fully grown protagonist, this is a, like, I don't know, what would you say, 12 or 13-year-old boy trying to break another 12 or 13-year-old boy out of a ring of kidnappers slash sex traffickers. You could have said any age Um, between 6 and 12, and I would have said, yes, that's right. Yeah, basically. So, very intense, very not fun, not fun No, God, no, God, no. But very good. So if you're in the mood for one of those uh, types of frolics uh, where you're not going to enjoy the act of watching it, but you but it's overall a good experience somehow and you're not really sure how you arrived at this point, then go Uh for that. It's definitely a departure from like the standard monster movies and stuff like this. It's much closer to like real life true crime stuff. Uh, Not well, I shouldn't say true crime, not true crime, but it's it's much more rooted in reality i should say yes it's also then, a very small movie in terms of like number of actors like the sets they build it's it's a very small movie but very good yeah and uh, you're also saying small because of the because of the actors they're small themselves <laughs> yes that's what physically they're small. only 12 years old yes that's what 14, I maybe i don't know how uh, old they are this is a shutter they're movie. probably shutter, 13 <laughs> shutter the exclusive <laughs> it is uh, yeah, Shutter. I, we, we've talked about this one before. Jack liked it. I liked it. Jack, Jake hasn't weighed in yet. I, I think this is it. a very Jake movie, if he's in the right mood. <laughs> 
That's the problem. We always make that we always make that little like caveat at the end if you're in the right mood. And I don't know yeah. we need to get better at recommending things to people. We need to specify the mood you need to be in, and I am flummoxed as to what, as to what you this one is. To, I, I think this is, I, mean, this I think is, the the Jake like movies. I don't think I've been in the mood for those for a year. <laughs> yeah, you know so, how sometimes I I think Henry Rollins talked about this in regards to music. He talked about protein listening and carbohydrate listening. Okay, where carbohydrate listening is, you're tired, you don't want to think too hard about it. Just give me some fucking pop punk. And let me go to sleep. <laughs> and then there's the protein listening where it's like you are you're girded, you're ready to go. This isn't gonna be easy, but it's gonna make you better. This is more of this is more in the protein category. That applies than, than that seems to apply much more to horror category. movies than it does to okay. music. <laughs> Mark, have you ever seen He Never Died? No, I haven't. Oh, you should. I know I should. Okay. And Jake, I rec- I'm rec- last time I talked when I talked about this, I said you gotta get this on your list. You still gotta get this on your list. Okay. I'll try to be in a mood. But yeah, you got to pay attention to it and be ready for a serious downer. <laughs> yeah, try and get into a mood that I can't describe to you, okay? If the if the mood that you're in, you think I could describe to you the mood that is, you're in, then don't watch then it. Then you don't wa- want to watch it. it. But if it's more complex, yeah. sundry and Yeah. Sundry. Sundry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that sundry is what we're talking about sundry here. Sundry can't be right. This is a, we've already come a, we've already clarified this is zero fun frolic. I can't talk to this beer just is means very obliterating me. Already, what? all sundry means. I don't know how very... a mood can be sundry. Zero fun frolic. Yeah. If you feel like frolicking, <laughs> but you don't feel like having fun. Oh my god. Oh my god. Jesus. It Christ. is sundry. It Mark, is sundry. what else you got? <laughs> That's it. That uh, we, we've Holy touched. Shit. I've watched. I mean, I we touched on six. I think already that I've watched from from Jack's yes. list. But yep, Jake, oh, what do you got? Crap. Yeah. That's all I got. Okay, Jake. Anything? I have one more to add, and I'll do it quickly because we've I all hope. seen it. We've all weighed in on it. Um, I watched this last night. I watched Green Room for the third time in my Gren life. Rum. What's that? Gren Rum. Gren Rum? Mm-hmm. Cool. I watched Gren, Gren Rum. Rum. So the Gren story behind Rum. this viewing, this is insane to try to talk through. The story behind this viewing <laughs> is one of uh, one of my friends here who doesn't watch a lot of horror movies but is fine to watch them if he like reads about them or hears that there's a good one. Uh, this came across his radar a few months ago, and he's like, hey, have you seen the movie Green Room? I was like, oh, have I? <laughs> so he's like, we should watch it at some point. And I said, okay. And it took forever to finally get that on the docket. We were able to do so. There were actually a couple others that came over and watched it. Interesting note, we all know what Green Room's like. We all love it. Tremendous movie. Uh, kind of a tough watch in certain regards. Didn't even think about, th- I know this about this person, but didn't think about it until they arrived to watch this movie, pretty much going in, going in blind. This person will pass out at the sight of blood. Oh, no. They had a oh, fucking boy. rough time. I, I kind of gave, like, there were, like, uh, we, we developed a little signaling mechanism that I would provide. You when it's like you might want to avert your eyes. Describe, yeah, like the, the, describe the signaling mechanism. <laughs> uh, so I was sitting to the right and, like, slightly in front of the person on a chair, and that person was on the couch, if you know my living room layout, and I, like, just straight up, Listeners, like, you know Jake's living room layout. Like, went like this. So it was like he touched, touched your nose. Yeah, Jake, no, you know this is a podcast. That's my eye. Okay, you were leaning away from this me. This is for your eyes only. <laughs> you touched your... Hey, you faced away from the webcam, so yeah. Jack can't even see it. You're touching your nose. You're touching like your... <laughs> right below my eye. You're touching the sinus chamber Jesus that is behind Christ. So I, eye, yeah. I touched my orbital bone. I don't know. Sure, why not? 
Yeah, that that was the signal. I don't know you. It's an unimportant thing, and you wanted to know, so I let you know. Jack and now you're criticizing me for letting you know. Thing. No, you didn't let me know. You let Mark know. <laughs> yeah, you you looked away. You looked away you from try the microphone here. and away from the webcam and didn't describe frolic. anything audibly. <laughs> it's a fun frolic. You should try being here. Uh, yeah. So, for example, before Anton Yelchin's character has a certain thing happen to a certain appendage i provided that and i believe that it prevented a pass out so D- yeah it was it was uh it was well received by everyone involved like it should be it's a great movie i enjoyed watching it again i probably won't watch it for a very long time now does the this movie that you were selling this to me as he's gonna come over and we're gonna watch this together as an er doctor so i'm hoping that's not that the person this is not the person yeah okay, cool. that person was very into this okay that person said that the Whoever did all of the uh, special effects were was very good at their job. Yep. <laughs> He's like, I've yeah, seen that were. before, and that's what that shit looks like. Yeah. Does uh, this movie contain a depiction of the most erudite Nazi ever put to film? I don't know. I haven't seen enough films to weigh in on that. Yeah. Fair enough. That's true. There's probably some erudite Nazis out there. Very. <laughs> Although very it. few of well, them are Patrick fucking Stewart. Yeah. Is that a spoiler? <laughs> Is it a spoiler that he's a Nazi? No, no, this movie is okay. definitely. You can tell their skinhead. It's like a skinhead. I bar. couldn't like remember if that Nazi was if that was a turn off. or not. I don't think that's in the trailer, but eh, one of them is something. You can tell that this. It's about skinheads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. And anyway, does it great make movie. you? Is it? Is it as hard? To, I I get, I find myself fundamentally sad anytime I watch a Yanton Yelchin movie because of how much I miss that guy. Yeah. So. I I was prepared to be done talking about it, but this brings up a good point. None of them knew he was dead, so Whoa. I had to go through that little thing after the movie was over. Oh, that's like when the thing when the movie ended. And it's like I I I like finally figured out my desert island band, you know, and it cuts, uh, and you don't know. I was like, the world will never know. Isn't it CCR? That's like the the joke. I I mean, that is the joke, right? Yeah. But I was like, I made a comment. I don't remember what it was. It was something along the lines of the world will never know. And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? And like, I was like, oh, he's dead, man. It's, uh, it's and like I had that. to go through the whole, like, this is how he died, and it was a whole yeah, thing. Yeah, freak accident. Yeah. Like that uh, joke from the league. You mean Kurt Cobain's dead? Does Michael <laughs> Jackson like know? <laughs> it was kind of like that, only not funny. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, oh. Feature presentation, like an hour in. Yeah. Exactly <laughs> as anticipated. Right. We did a really good job being short with that. <laughs> I fucking told you. We just covered 15 movies, okay? <laughs> Over to DizzyHorror.com this week, we watched 2011's The Innkeepers. Now, Jake, you picked this movie. Explain why. So, I saw this movie so long ago. Like, so long oh, ago. Oh, you've seen it. I've seen it before. That. But I remembered I very little that. other than that I liked something about it, which we'll talk about. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> but I don't remember really much else. It was well before this project started. Okay. Uh, and the fact that, like, now knowing what I know is having more under my belt. Like, this is a Ty West film. It's happening in a time period that he was actually like super prolific right like this yeah. is just on the this heels like of house of the devil like it's right before the vhs the first vhs came out he's doing a lot of stuff at yeah. this time i also know what mumble gore is now so i wanted to revisit <laughs> it with more knowledge and just see what th- how this hit this time right i had not seen this before i just knew of it as an early ty west film yeah uh, that's what it is mark <laughs> not as early as house of the devil though surprisingly no. yeah yeah no i i had never seen this um didn't i wouldn't have necessarily been able to tell you that this is ty west but i think i would have told you that this was mumblecore mumblegore whatever we're calling it i knew uh, it was ghost hunter related yeah 
which whatever we'll it talk sort of this. is <laughs> yeah um i i knew almost nothing about this movie good yeah. good i like it okay now jake you picked this movie I knew what that means. You have to hit us with a 30-second plot synopsis. 30 seconds are on the goddamn clock. It's going to start when you start. Two workers of the Yankee Peddler Inn is a real place, I found out. They're, it's also in Connecticut, not Massachusetts, so I was wrong earlier. Mm. They're working there. It's going to close its doors. It's just seen better days. Uh, it's ostensibly haunted. They're just filling their time because there's no one there. And basically, they're filling their time. One of them talks about how he's like this ghost... <laughs> hunter chaser guy and he's trying to build a lore around it the other one's just kind of a deadbeat they start hunting ghosts they find one maybe and uh she ends up encountering said ghost having an asthma attack and dying and then the hotel closes and everyone's sad <laughs> i mean it's kind of what happens. all over the map with that plot synopsis dude that's what happens what are you talking about <laughs> I mean, yeah, nothing happens in this fucking movie. No, exactly what I just said happens <laughs> happens in this movie. It's true. That is true. You left out the old guy who kills himself. Not doing that part. Okay. In a 30-second. You, you left out all of the guests, really. There's three guests. Why? Okay, first of all, why would I talk about the woman and the kid? Zero, z- like literally zero reason. You're right. Why would the woman and the kid be included in this movie overall? <laughs> <laughs> and especially in a 30-second plot synopsis. I mean, they some, they take up a decent portion of the screen time where anything because is it's happening. all about it's all about just inane dialogue. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, uh, it's okay. <laughs> you didn't miss any major plot points. What major plot points? There, I'm saying yeah. there aren't any. You didn't miss any. <laughs> the major plot points is this hotel is closing anyway. They're sort of into the, ghost hunting. No, the One major plot dies. points are a woman has an asthma attack and dies. Yeah, <laughs> but she sees <laughs> exactly. a ghost. Maybe. She sees two ghosts. She's the only one that can see the ghosts. Are there even any ghosts? Um, yes, yes I think so. I think okay. that within the movie, it it is fairly yes. Okay. Ghosts. Well, let's talk yeah. about what subgenres this fits into, except for ghost and mumble gore. <laughs> Why do you take I'm two? I'm taking them both. Yeah, 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 I took them both. You can't take two. I'm <laughs> just going to yell for the rest yeah. of this podcast. Wait, I'm in on, yelling hold mode on, now. Hold on. Mumble gore. I'm taking mumble gore. So it's interesting because I totally agree that it is, but it's also not as mumble gory as some of the most mumble gory movies. It's also where mumble gore goes wrong. So the thing is, it's it's very obvious that Ty West is a a mumble gore guy. Mumble core <laughs> making horror movies turns into mumble gore. We'll just do our little recap of what that actually means for the uninitiated. Mumble core, a he, movie where nothing much happens, but you're just kind of charmed by the people talking to one well, another mundanely. They're, they're, yeah, they're just kind of yeah, they're they're having they're mundane daily discussions as they go about their lives and there are elements of that here and we've said the word mundane six times there are scenes where that's i mean mumblecore is pretty much about mundanity 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 there are elements of that here but it it is not a full bore mumblecore film like I agree. There's plenty, no, I there's agree. plenty of the way that this is cut that One, is not what you get from a just true blue film of that ilk. Agreed. And two, the dialogue is not even close to natural enough. <laughs> so, <laughs> I can agree for the most part. But, what is our next segment? <laughs> what the Just movie right. does right, buddy. So, Pat Healy, who plays like the main guy in this movie, I actually really liked. I did too. I thought he did a good job. He's like actually a, officially really liked. A weirdo enough, a coward enough. Like his character is really interesting, and he well, yeah, sells he just, dialogue. I'm, I'm, and he's I'm just yeah, he's prematurely uh, disagree with you here. Sarah Paxton is also 
fucking wonderful, and I love her. So, um, you, okay. wait, you disagree because she's also wonderful? So you agree? C- oh, couple things. You I've, led you led with him. I assumed you were then going to say that Sarah Paxton I don't, is a bit much and too hard to do. That's my with, take. I um, fucking love I don't, Sarah So Paxton actually, we're all over way the map. More, we're all over the map more. on that, and I'm super interested in this because I don't really know Sarah Paxton. I knew Pat Healy from... A Mickey Keating film that I don't think either of you guys have seen. <laughs> He's in Carnage Park. Carnage Park. Yeah. Where vastly different character. But the fact that I've seen those two movies, I think this guy's a good actor. <laughs> like those are a good two job in this weird, movie. different things that hey, he has played. And Mark, I agree with you. For the most part, I think Sarah Paxton does a good job in this movie, but there's a few scenes where she does a very, very bad job. She's never really, like, in the middle. She does a very good job throughout a lot of this movie, but there's a couple scenes, one of which I've queued up, I'm going to play for you boys live on air, where she does an awful job. (laughs) Wow. Okay. I would say her performance gets weaker the further in you get, but I think that's a function of what Mumblecore is, where as you drive to a actual conclusion where things are happening on screen and you can't just, like, sort of, talk about weird things you get farther and farther from from like the character and into what you're like forced to read in the script but i agree with you that overall she is what the movie her acting is what the movie does right she is overall good she this whole thing hinges on her performance and it was a good bet also his movie also his, because for yes, the most part, it's those two interacting he is very much a supporting actor to her lead absolutely yeah. Yeah. But the movie is their interactions. Yes. I, I mean... For I the com- most part. I completely agree. And insofar it as... It should be more so than it already we, is. We've beaten this horse at this point, but... Beat the horse, Mark. You're insofar, feed, Mark, feed, Mark, feed the feed, horse. You're supposed to feed a fed horse. Okay, we've fed this horse. <laughs> and now we're feeding it. At this point, and we're going to continue feeding Thank it. Thank you. But insofar as Mumblegore movies have to function based off of the chemistry of their lead actors... And the overall ability for them to deliver lines, be them normal or very fucking strange, this movie excels in that regard. So it it's very good at what it sets out to be good at. Okay, I kind of take issue with what you just said because sometimes the lines are very fucking strange and those don't fit in with the parts where they're good of this movie. Like sometimes the dialogue is too out there to fit into this kind of like, dialogue heavy nothing happening movie and i'll also say every time a another person is involved be that an annoying mother or a child or a psychic or a police officer it sucks <laughs> so what was the are, are you specifically waiting for a time to queue up this thing that you're going to play for us live oh yeah for what the movie to? does wrong yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> no shit, Mark. I'm excited. Maybe we, we have a regimented seg- it's segment. About, it's about two seconds long, and it's uh, one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. Okay. Seen. Okay. okay. That's great. That's something the movie does right, then. <laughs> no, because it's deep into the movie's climax about... Wh- or no, it's not. But it's supposed to be triggering the movie's climax uh, about like why it's scary. At least a nitpick. Knee-pick. About why it's scary. Yeah. Ghosts! <laughs> Ghosts! <laughs> so... Um, I am a yeah, sucker thank for, you for EVP continuing. and ghost hunting in general. And although they don't, literally the only thing they do here is EVP yeah. with a single like microphone prop thing. And they, yeah. I'm still, I'm still for it. I still really like those scenes of them just kind of like pacing throughout the halls of the hotel, being like ghosts, 
they don't even play the EVPs they're hearing. They just have a character hearing it through headphones and reacting to it. It's no, great. they do. They do. Pl- they play. Uh, you're probably gonna take issue with this. They play it, but not necessarily like on screen. Yeah. Right? So like her whole thing that she captures when she's by herself the first time, he listens to. Yeah. So it's not like it's in her head. I like, understand there is something that, here, but I want to hear it. Whether it's a ghost it. or something. Yeah, why the well, fuck? You do. Why can't I hear it? You do through the headphones. You heard it the first time. Yeah, you, the things you were I don't hearing hear when she was recording it is what she recorded. Why do you want to hear it again? You've oh already my heard God. it. Uh, it's Idiot. very irritating. And then That's later, ir- on, that didn't irritate me at all. Not <laughs> like, at all. <laughs> unbelievable. That's weird. Uh, yeah, we're in what weird. the movie does right, and you're just so. Mark, to get back to your point, thank you. I also like the whole. This is kind of on the tail end of I think the highest of highs that those ghost hunting type shows had hit, and so I think there's a little bit of capturing that vibe here for sure with like these idiots that are just trying to fill their boredom with something to do they're in a haunted hotel ostensibly so let's capture evp they have a they have like, a website that has like a gif of a ghost it's evidence through the fact that like he's never done it like he's faking it because he heard the hotel's haunted and he's so bored all the time sitting at the desk at this hotel where no one ever comes that he's gonna make this website and like talk about things as if he were the expert i put his arc into what the movie does right i like that a whole lot i like the reveal of he's faked everything and then he's a tremendous coward and i like yeah. that part yeah um i'm interested to see if this is gonna be a controversial opinion because this is something that stuck out from the many years ago viewing and watching it again i still feel this way i think that the ghosts are done well in terms of how they look and what they present when they're on screen yeah, uh, I, I think they look pretty good. Inoffensive. I'll, I'll agree with you. With they serve a purpose. One exception that isn't an any yeah. how anything looks, but how it's presented, which you also said. Uh, which section. presentation? The presentation of the the first ghost, the prime ghost that she sees, who starts under a sheet and then yes. removes the sheet. That presentation yes. I thought was so stupid, but the ghost it's, looks fine. Um, so it's goofy. It's it, it. There are elements of goof throughout, <laughs> yeah. even the scary parts here, it's, right? Yeah. Like, the ghost in the bed sheet, and then, oh, but it's a ghost. <laughs> like, it's it's that, like, two out of ten, but an awkward, maybe a three out of ten <laughs> amount of goofballness that is just such an awkward thing. It's the thing. wrong amount, yeah. <laughs> but well, that's intentional. Yeah. Like, it's, 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 trying intention- to- it's intentionally the wrong amount, which I think encapsulates yeah. overall the exact vibe yeah. of, like, the mumble this movie of this movie. A- and this movie, which is... Mostly mumblecore, but also yeah, not really. Which I, and and yeah. here's what I'll say about this: it's I to completely disagree with what I said earlier. I fucking love this movie. Okay, <laughs> in a hold very on. Weird way, <laughs> but I want you to articulate this because I agree, and I can't articulate why. <laughs> I yeah, exactly. It's like so, it's not very look, good. Here, here's what it's it is. Here's such what it is. a specific and dumb and incoherent sense of humor that I will never be able to articulate what this movie does right, but for whatever reason, it works for me. Here's here's what I saw when I watched it. All of the pieces are there, and it's Ty West figuring out how much to turn those dials on any particular element of it. I think this movie gets the levels wrong, but all of the pieces are there, and if he turned the scariness and comedy dials and like tweaked them a little bit, it could be fantastic, but so- they're... Not the right amounts. It's it's noteworthy to say that this movie has almost no story. There is a scary ghost in the basement, and then she goes downstairs and dies. 
that's the whole thing, and this is a 90-minute-long movie. Yeah. And the fact that he's able to extract entertainment from that simple piece of, like, two-sentence elevator pitch. Mostly. Mostly? It, I it, mean, it's, it's, it, fucking, it's it fucking drags, dude. This movie is boring. There's just enough to, like, bring me back also, in. Also, not 90. That... It's, like, 15 minutes over 90. Is this seriously? I did not look. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's too long. It's 100 minutes. Okay. 10 okay. minutes over 90. What does this movie do middle? Okay, yeah. I mean, do- <laughs> <laughs> nothing. I had nothing in the movie. Really? I mean, there's a lot. Of the, this movie is in its... in. It, I forgot how to speak English words. This movie is in and of itself middle. Yes, I mean I, we've yes. just been we've just been talking about my main note for middle, and what I had written was like the the blend that this movie chooses to provide with this goofy and I put sugary sweetness, which I think is mostly from Sarah Paxton's character. She's mixed with the actual haunting elements that are mostly on the fringe and then come into the uh, the forefront near the end of the movie is interesting, but it's also absolutely intentional and it does not help the watchability of the film. So totally agree with that. that. I put in the middle because like Jack was just saying, the dials might be wrong from like many of viewers perspective, but I don't think that they were wrong in Ty West's mind. I think that those were exactly where he wanted them to be. No, I, I think they're, I, really? I think he was playing with where they should be for to make a marketable movie, to make a profitable movie at least. Maybe mm. they were where he wanted to be, but I think he's since figured out how to make them. If this is what Ty West thinks is a marketable movie. No, then... no, no. I'm saying he got it wrong in this. It's him playing with that to figure out know. where I the lo- levels should I think be. I where he wanted it to be, man. Maybe. So you're, th- you're saying, in that case, you're saying that he intentionally put out a movie he didn't think was marketable? No, I'm saying he was trying stuff out and to see what would work or not. He wasn't sure where the levels should be, and he got but them wrong. The final, the final product that he put out, he thought, would be marketable. Yes. Is my point here. Yes, and I mean, this movie and did make why, This movie did that's make That's why money. I want to watch a, I don't know, 10-part episode of, like, him being interviewed by a psychologist. <laughs> the, the movie did make money, to be clear. Every movie makes money. That's unless you wow, false. What a weird <laughs> statement. I'm, it's, I mean, a lot of movies make a lot of money, especially if, I mean, as long as you don't go <laughs> out of your fucking way to blow your budget on something insane. But he, I mean, it, like, it costs $750,000 to make. Like, this is yeah, such Yeah, this a isn't a big movie. budget movie that got marketing. Like, movies right. with marketing make money. That's why I don't think he gave a fuck. He's like, These are, this is what he wanted to make. Ah. Made the movie he wanted to make. Hey, you know what and, else the movie that, does that middle? Crew of, that crew of guys have enough clout that they can throw it around and like, I'll watch whatever Ty West Oh, guess out. who produced this movie? Larry Fessenden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no shit. Exactly. Uh, you know what else the movie does middle? Every scene where the, the two uh, employees of the hotel are scaring each other. I thought are they they're kind of necessary so that something fucking happens during the middle of this movie. <laughs> but they also are all so telegraphed and so like... To the point where, like, it's just irritating because it's so obvious that there's a jump scare coming and when it's coming that I, screamer, I'm going man. to call it. But also, I know there's, like, I, I want something to happen, but I'm irritated Wait, yeah, that I, I know precisely when it's going to happen. So it's, Are it's you talking about the video? The, the, the no. That, video? I'm ta- I mean, to start it, but then I'm talking about when he scares her, when he walks downstairs, and then when she scares him under oh, by, by playing the piano. No, by playing the piano and hiding under the sheet particularly and he i mean no that was they were fucking around she wasn't scaring him that wasn't meant to be a jump scare that was meant to be a goof 
Yeah, they were just fucking around because they were so bored. Yeah, either way, that but, stuff. I mean, that yeah, stuff like there, it. Adds, I mean, yeah. it, something's happening, but it's bad. The, that the, scene was exactly what scare me. I feel like saw and was like, let's make a whole movie about this and make it all better. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. The, the main the main one is that he shows her the screamer at the beginning, which is an incredibly g- cheap jump scare but tactic effective. that they yeah. just decided to film. And turn into an incredibly cheap jump scare tactic. And then the other one would be that when she's, I think, recording some EVP, you're trying to figure out where the thumping is coming from. He sneaks up behind her, and literally his line is, I'm not trying to scare you, but I'm behind you. And then she freaks out. And That's so go good. Do an inhaler thing. Actually, I like that a lot. I do, too. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't care for <laughs> That's it. That's kind of what this is. That's kind of what this movie is. And they, they, the other thing, I mean, in the same sort of category, they inject the weird, like, bell chime game that they play that I've never really that I did not understand but they each try and ring the bell as they leave or something like that and then they have to hide the bell from each other I don't know yeah okay so you didn't understand it either why why do you like it then I didn't get it what was happening happening there was I I I think it's one of those things that falls into the category of it's an inside joke that I don't want to explain to me they've been playing this game for years because even though I don't understand what their history is with each other but this is a thing they try and do, and it's a game they play, and I'm fine to just jump into the middle of their relationship and see it and not have it explained to me. I'm going to bring I'd this- much rather that than have there be an expositionary scene where they're like, remember that time we invented the bell game, and they every could- time we ring the bell, the other person loses? You could and, uh- definitely show enough of that game to explain how it works without expositing it. Let me ask you this. While we're still in Does Middle. In I this- it be unexplained. In the scene where she like first freaks out fully and runs up and wakes him up and he's in his underwear and she says i need your help i'm scared i'm alone here and then he says okay let me put pants on and then she immediately says no you know what it's all in my head i must be freaking out what the hell was going on in that scene uh so there's an imdb trivia about this that he was wearing so i guess he lost a good amount of weight the actor lost a good amount of weight before filming this, and he used one of his oldest pairs of tidy whities from when he was, I don't know, 30 or 40 pounds heavier. So they're like super saggy. Uh, and it was meant to be quite funny. And the uh, and Sarah Paxton couldn't hold it together during that scene. So it's meant so to... I don't, I, I don't think it was specific that Sarah Paxton couldn't make the scene like last longer without laughing but i do think it was just meant to be like she walked up there and was a little bit disarmed by the fact that he's walking around in these like saggy tidy whities and is just like okay i'm okay so fine this is just me freaking out the intent of the scene was that seeing him in his underwear shocked her back into i'm sure i just freaked out out of her fear yeah Okay. Out of out of out that, of pity. That I guess, scene. Maybe? <laughs> that scene did not work for me at all. That's where I'm talking no, about the unnaturalistic dialogue. That was rough. It's, yeah, it's weird. It, that one. That one is a weird transition of just like I guess I'm fine now because you. Okay, yeah, then I'll, I'll put I mean, that in does wrong. Then I'll go to does wrong with that one. Sure. I don't know, it's man. Just barely adjacent to body shaming. <laughs> yeah, I just like I didn't get it at all. And then, well, we're in does wrong every time. I have them... trans. Now we're there. Okay, we're all. We're we there. I said we were there. No, you would just say we're middle. Okay, no. wait, oh, wait, wait, hold on. You said you were gonna put it in what does wrong. What does this movie do wrong? Thank you, Mark. I mean that I scene that. number one and number two. Yeah. That the 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 amount of natural dialogue I felt existed in that scene is equally prevalent in every scene where they interact with any of the guests or the police officer at the end, which is the none. Guests, They're so the hard to watch. Sucked. This would have been better if the movie was truly an empty hotel because no one was going there. Maybe, anymore. maybe the old closing. guy. Maybe the old guy. 
yeah, that would have that. You're right. Him, that would have been fine. He's the first one that shows up. It's like, holy shit, we have a guest. Yeah, but like the woman and her fucking kid. That's a weird that's a, one. That's a and the psychic. It feels like well, th- th- that sucks. So that was <laughs> that's what that's the specific bullet point I had in the movie that's wrong is Lee Reese Jones as a character completely obliterates all of the energy that they have on screen together. Yes. It is, as soon as she shows up, you're like, fine. I'm just going to hate the next 10 minutes. Yep. Here we go. Yeah. And her character is like, why is she? she, Go ahead, Mark. She doesn't move the plot forward. She, she introduces a few things that you could get to in any other way of these like pendulums and crystals and stuff. But also you don't need, you don't need them. I mean, why do you need need something? Why? Not that. They show fully (laughs) formed ghosts. You don't need a pendulum. They could just keep doing their ghost hunting thing and encounter ghosts. They don't need her. They they wanted to have some level of crystals, psychics, pendulums, whatever. Very and, important for Mumblecore films. Yeah, everyone says that's part of the genre. <laughs> I it, it I think it makes sense to have a character come in and introduce them, but the overall disparity between what Sarah Paxson is bringing to this and what, hold on, <laughs> and what Kelly McGillis is bringing to this. Thank you. Is Palpable. They're they're in completely different movies. Well, and her character <laughs> makes no is fucking yes. sense. Why is she a former actor turned psychic who's a standoffish asshole who then in the very next scene apologizes for what a standoffish asshole? Why even make her an asshole in the first place? If you're just if she has three scenes where she speaks, number one being an asshole, number two apologizing for being an asshole, number three saying run. It's so bad. I think that all makes sense when I think about it. And this then number four, disappearing into the basement eventually. <laughs> oh my god. Don't go into the basement. Hey, I'll meet you in the basement. Okay, bye. Jesus Christ. <laughs> they didn't need to have anyone else come into this hotel. She's she's the like guy. the equivalent of the mom from Keenan and Kel showing up at your hotel and then being a psychic who's giving a speech yeah. at a convention later. I think that's a good comparison. I yeah, they just need it. I'm on team just have the old yeah, guy. Further, we don't need the Lena I Dunham like, scene like at team. all. Cut the fully cut the Lena Dunham scene. Adds absolutely nothing. Except for the, she got to say with a pump of caramel in it night. That's the coffee me shop out. scene. When well, it, whenever and, anybody orders a pump of something in their drink, it skeeves me out. <laughs> I like pumps, but also, I feel God, like what's wrong. I you? feel like the whole point of that was they wanted to have a a scene where they talked about Cyclopses only having one eye. Why? That to me was the most mumblecorey scene of all the scenes of the film potentially. Yes. So, but that didn't make it good. No, it didn't. And then she leaves without her coffee. I this. She has her coffee Mark in hand, it. and then she left her coffee at the coffee shop. Do you like that? Cut the whole thing. Do you like that, Mark? No. Oh, well, what are you doing? I feel like you're defending it. Your tone is very defensive, sir. I liked it. But <laughs> it's what it does wrong? Yes. Blow the fucking whistle. No, don't blow, blow the, whistle. the fucking whistle. Blow I have the more whistle. To- no, do not blow the Play whistle. Play your sound effect, there, No, there's sir. more important things to talk about before we blow the whistle, okay? Okay, I'm going to move here's the whistle closer here's what it is. to my mouth. This movie is fucking boring. That's what this movie does wrong. Prime. This movie is paced terribly and is boring. And unlike most mumblecore films, there's like enough going on. This one has nothing. And the I don't know like that a, I agree with that. 
Oh my god! It's I don't know boring. that it has I don't know that it has demonstrably less going on than other Mumblecore films that I've seen. But the creepy parts aren't creepy enough to sustain it. They think I they're think creepy. That the ghosts, I think that the ghosts are creepy. The ghosts are creepy, but they're not. Those happen. They're, they're all backloaded. Unlike most Mumblecore films, they are not just there and being creepy. They are accentuated by an intense, overly written score of violins. Yeah, because it's not a true Mumblegore film. That's what we're talking about here. Yeah, it doesn't know what it is. It, it's... I think it does. I think it knows what it is, but it defies. I think what it but is, its does, existence think, is wrong. <laughs> I think I think what it is and you just don't get along. I agree. Mark, you can blow the fucking fair. whistle. The old guy goes to the old guy's whole thing. I actually am totally in for. That's what this movie. Uh, is, I, right? Yeah, it's, absolutely. His and his corpse in the tub looked great. I love that. What yeah. is your sound effect? I'm about to play it. Mark's gonna blow the whistle. I think he's what the movie does wrong. It is. But Mark's well, itching to blow that whistle. I don't oh like God. I don't like watching him with the whistle up to his lips for it's 15 very... minutes. It's yeah, uh, it's a lot. Okay, I'm gonna share my screen here, boys. He's still just. I'm, I'm it. very well aware what he is. <laughs> no one can use this whistle now. Um, oh, can I you, wasn't can you guys see anyway. what's going on here on the screen? <laughs> I need I need to dip this in bleach. No, else can use I see it. black. Well, it, I see really? black. You see? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there okay, we go. Here we I go. Have it. Okay. Yeah. Got the movie. Okay, I'm gonna play. I think you should be able to hear the sound here. Let me know if you can't. But I'm gonna play this like 10 second scene. This is where she sees the ghost in her bedroom, and what she does afterwards when the alarm goes off. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, that that noise. The, I love the noise with her <laughs> eyes yeah. so wide. Actually, Jack, almost so, the entire movie for me. <laughs> two two things. Two things. First. First, uh-huh. actually, when I was thinking, when you mentioned you had a sound effect earlier, I almost joked, bah! The bah! <laughs> I thought that was fucking hilarious. It is hilarious. It's, it's one of two scenes that stand out to me from this film where there's such a, it's a, number one, it's a delayed reaction, right? So delayed. It's like there's a moment of recognition, and then it's, I'm going to do something cartoonish. It's So there's a delayed reaction, so and she goes, bah! Bah! The other one being when uh, she when they get drunk and she's talking to Pat Healy's character and she's like, "Do you want to go down into the basement?" And it's just a static on him and he's like, "Okay." <laughs> and then it, it it continues on him for like five seconds for no reason. <laughs> um, so th- those are great. Secondarily, yeah, we Fuck couldn't see me. it, but I know which scene you're talking about now. Apropos of that specific clip, I would just like to read aloud one of the IMDb trivia points. Unlike most horror movies with female leads, Sarah Paxson rarely ever screams in this film. Ty West hired her and almost recast her after discovering that Sarah Paxton, in fact, cannot scream convincingly. Her screams were claimed to come out sounding comical rather than conveying terror. <laughs> he should have recast her then, because that cannot pretty much ruined her. the movie for me. <laughs> so I, think, I think they should have recast her mid-filming. She changes oh to a God, different that'd be actress amazing. halfway through. I feel like that would fit the oeuvre. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if this is a nitpick or what the movie does wrong, but the chapter structure is fully unnecessary. Adds absolutely nothing and is only there to make me think that Ty West thinks he's making art and he isn't. It's it's window dressing, yes. It's, it's does not nothing. Great. That's 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 the nitpick though. It's not bad enough to where I'd escalate it just because it's like ten total seconds. Yeah, I agree. But it's not good. Fuck. I mean, it is funny to think about the fact that they thought they were breaking this thing up into multiple chapters. Yeah, what are you doing? It's all the same other. boring <laughs> shit. 
And then nothing happened. And then nothing happened. Chapter two, nothing continues to happen. Chapter three, asthma attack. (laughs) That would have been fucking hilarious. Uh, Hey, Sarah Paxton, if you're trying to put a heavy bag of trash into a dumpster, open the dumpster and then use both hands to put the bag of trash in. Jesus Christ. I I loved that scene, though. Of her being a moron for three minutes? That's what cemented her as a fun slapstick. I love this performance. Oh, my God. Yeah, actually. That was super important. That. And then she got mad at the bird for being in the basement. It was all very good. I liked it quite a lot. I did bit. not like it. Clearly. Wow, you guys are... Okay. I'm going to end up in the middle on this one, I think. <laughs> I truly have no idea where I end up I, on this Well, one. you should have numbers already. Why? I, I forgot what they are. Shut up, Jack. <laughs> What are the nitpicks do you have? I think one of um, my biggest nitpicks about this movie, you didn't throw it to me, but I'm going to take it. Uh, just take it. Is what the fuck is the backstory between these two characters? They've worked at the hotel together for a while. Have they? Yeah. Sometimes it seems like they're meeting each other for the first time. <laughs> and sometimes it seems like they're more ghost hunter than uh, like hotel hosts. She what? she does it does feel like she knows about his ghost hunting, but is fully unaware of his ghost hunting website somehow, inexplicably. It, here's the here's other thing. Here's what it seems to me. Somehow these two have worked together as hosts of a hotel for a while, but they float between hotels where this is their last season, and then the hotel's about to get demolished. That seems like the job they work, and that then implies to me that there is a service. Uh, that provides hotel staff. I mean, there is hotels it's, that are about to close it's down. It's called a staffing agency. So, and that I is the only way that the at least first act of this makes any sense at all. Sense. Yes, I agree with you. Uh, but it's still exceptionally befuddling how these people know each other. It's confusing as hell. And I mean, I, they could be from that yeah. same small town. They could know they're the, roughly the same age. But then there's so much. Backstory that doesn't make sense as far as... And him being in they, love with her that's touched on for a quarter second? <laughs> yeah, they are... She, he is definitely in love with her and has been courting her for a while, long enough to formulate a fake ghost hunting Wait, website? you think the ghost hunting that he's doing is to... Is it's to woo for, her? I don't. I don't it's either. boredom. He was in that setting, so he was doing something that's and related to And then he also just happens to like her. Yes. But then as soon as ghost hunting actually happens, he chickens out in fucking pieces. Yeah, because he's a coward. What? Why, why does that make sense So the ghost hunting is a real thing, not a manufactured mechanism the for ghost him hunting to is, flirt with It's her. fake for him to get viewers on his website. It's manufactured for him to get viewers on his website. And then also, yeah. independently, he has a crush on her. Ghost hunting's pop. It's it's it was popular. It's probably on the downswing at that point in time. It's like 2011. Um, he's working in a place that's haunted. He's bored all the time. He's kind of working a deadbeat, dead end job. So he wants some something that will get him eyeballs, and that website is the way to Mark, do it. Mark, I agree with you. It doesn't. It doesn't play. Things. It doesn't play. It's opaque. It's opaque. No shit. Just a f- look at the movie. Look at what this is. If I Bad. if you were to like really unpack <laughs> this, watch this a couple more times, take a bunch of notes, and like really digest this i think we get i mean one level deep before it completely unfolds. oh totally agree i i mean none of it works i'm just playing the t- <laughs> god bless you hey here's another gesundheit. nitpick we say gesundheit on this podcast we say yeah. way. go dry yourself 
Um, that too. Go fuck here's yourself. a nitpick. When she hears the thumps coming from the basement, her reaction is to put a chain and a padlock on the cellar door. Fucking Gotta trap the birds in. What, what if it's an unhoused person who just wandered down there? She just, like, locked them in a... She kidnapped this person. Well, she ended up she ended up fucking herself over, didn't she, Jack? Yeah, deservedly so. Fuck her. Well... I'm not going to go down there and see what's going on. <laughs> I'm just going to padlock it and move on about my day. No no, no care for other human life. No, it was meant to take care of the ghost. Kept the ghost in. Kept, and yeah. Keep the, and keep the birds in. All the birds keep flying out. Well, the birds are going to distract the ghost, and the ghost there won't is come out. no. Because the ghost could obviously go through the door, but it's not going to if there's all these goddamn birds around. There's no circumstance under which it makes sense. It's going to be occupied ghost. Occupy with the birds. It's very stupid. Yeah. Keep the birds down there. You got to keep the birds down there. Yeah. That's but then, I think it was wait, wait, but then how did, how did, The more I think about it, the smarter this was. How did she get... There's another door into the basement, oh though. Why couldn't she go out that other door? There were ghosts that way. She got turned around. My she God. Well, she had a significant head injury at that point in time, too. Yeah, she did she fall fell onto her head. Yeah. She was dumb enough to not be able to get out either way. It was a very she stupid was probably, character. I mean, with the she had a concussion and ghosts had. were the other and way. And she's a fundamentally stupid character. This is insane. We're getting agitated and I don't like it. She's dumb. I, she can't I throw have... trash away. <laughs> she can't figure out how to open a dumpster and then drop the thing. Three and, and, three percent of this movie was not her Jack, <laughs> Jack doesn't like three percent slapstick. If the yeah, I know. He hates slapstick. He hates No, like the three percent. Uh there are like plenty of any. dumpsters out there in the world where you can't prop the thing up because it's too close to the wall. It's on so wheels. The gravity is still that dumpster it. was on wheels. They could be locked, though. You can unlock them. Yeah, if you can get to the back. Jesus it was entertaining, Christ. Jack. She didn't even and then try. it like breaks open and like there's liquid coming out. It was great. Yeah, I thought that was great. That scene yeah. was great, yeah. and I will not stand yeah. for this. It was like assault. tiny bit of slapstick, and Jack just won't have it. I have one other criticism that right. I actually truly don't know if it is a criticism, but I thought it was. I bet it is. They're walking around <laughs> with an EVP mic that I think is a omnidirectional condenser mic. From what I, I, mean, I don't know why you would record EVP with a extremely directional. Mark, mic. we're not prepared to talk about this, aren't we? we? Are <laughs> we do this? So, so, so you would. I mean, if you're recording EVP, I feel like you should use a microphone that can record anything that's happening yeah. anywhere. You don't have to point the mic at where the ghost is. Yes. In order to hear it. Yes. But both her and what's the guy's name? I don't know. Uh, who knows? Okay. Irrelevant. And him. Yeah. Whenever they have to say anything into the microphone, this uh-huh. exceptionally sensitive microphone that they're using to record ghosts, anytime they have to say anything for the record, they hold the microphone up to their mouth and talk directly into it like Maybe we it's are. No, that fits into the movie with how stupid it. their characters are. They're not, they, they've never done this before. How fundamentally how stupid works. people they are. Yeah, it's a neat pick. This there we insane. go. His name's Luke. Luke. Her name's Claire. Is it? Do they ever say Luke once in this movie? Yeah, yeah, they definitely do. Yeah, they definitely do. Yeah, they I definitely use each other. Oh yeah, when she when she runs down in her underwear for no fucking reason. Oh my god, let's go to ratings. He's getting too worked. Yeah, up. Jack is Jack is actively demoting this movie. We in the last ten minutes, he's gone from giving this movie like a seven and a half to giving this movie definitely not. Three. He was never there, but we're getting. He's he's. I like might be spiraling. going from a four to a two. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's spiraling for some reason. <laughs> the longer we talk about it, the worse. This movie is so stupid. Now that I go think a lot about it. <laughs> oh my god, go to ratings. Oh my god. You can check out anytime you like, but you can't.
We overrated Z-Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think about Billy Bob Thornton would rate asking him questions you wouldn't ask to Tom Petty. Given that you seem to be quite passionate about music, I was wondering about your... Would you say that to Tom Petty? Would I say that he's passionate about music? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Would you explain why it's not a hobby? And for 10, think about Frank Costanza would rate the amount of problems he has with his friends and family. I got a lot of problems with you people. <laughs> no, you're going to hear about it. Story is the first category to rate this movie. Jake, you picked this movie. Rate the thing for story. Yeah, story. Uh, there's not a lot here. We've already covered that, right? Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give it a two. Yep. Because there is something that gets something me from the beginning happens. to the end. That's not what this style of movie is hanging its hat on. Therefore, it gets a low score. Yep, I agree. I gave it a two as well. There isn't a lot of story, and the stuff in between is pretty stupid. Mark! Stop saying stupid. It's stupid. It's rude. Oh, my God. Um, I came in at almost double your score, and I thought I was going pretty low with it, and I guess I could have gone lower. I gave it a three and a half, but I think we're all aligned. There's, going on. This is a... I mean, I was like a two or a three. I don't know. Yeah, story... Nope. Yeah, nope. World building immersion. I second category. Jake, what's your world building oh, immersion prepared, score? I wasn't prepared to go this quickly. My phone locked itself. <laughs> I need a new phone, too. It's just like fucking so slow these days. <laughs> I gave it a four, and I'm interested to see how this goes with other people. I, this is such a weird balance that I sort of love it for it, but I'm also objectively aware of the fact that it's co- like the particular cocktail of things that this is is like not a palatable thing for for humans so my personal score is a four i think it could be lower yeah i gave it a th- it could also be higher like a lot higher maybe i don't know i gave it a three i agree unpalatable for humans is a good description of the the immersion of this movie um i wasn't but that could be immersive in, a, in its I own hate, right i hate how how much zach jack has soured on this in the last 20 minutes it's been aggressive <laughs> yeah I, We've gone downhill. I just lot. find it interesting because this movie is not very palatable, but that's kind of its charm. Exactly. It's, it, it's, like, it's, it's a weird thing. It is much more charming in theory than it is in practice. I agree with There's you. There's going to be a bit. I, all I'm trying to say is I'm saving up a little bit of a skew at the end because it's its own thing. Mark, what is your world-building immersion score? I gave it a six. This movie is very watchable. I love the chemistry of the people <laughs> on scene, but it is an exceptionally specific and weird thing that I just witnessed. I enjoyed watching it. Tips to tail, right? Soup to nuts. But Soup to also, nuts. Oh, have, what a fucking weird Have thing I talked about is. this yet? I had to do this in two sittings because it was too boring for me to get through on the first try. We haven't talked about it. Okay. No, we I had to, I had to do this one in two up. sittings because it was too long and boring for me to get through in one watch. I feel like that should have already come up. Yeah, I forgot. I liked it so much I watched it in half of a sitting. So I guess we averaged that. You know what? If, you, if I could <laughs> watch this at double time, that would make this a much more palatable movie. <laughs> Jake, what's your I scare like factor score? Deeper, the deeper and deeper we get into this podcast, Jack just continues to make up factoids about yeah. it to make it look worse and worse. Uh, my scare factor score is a three and a half. It's, it's, it's not really there. There's some creepiness at a few moments earlier in the film. Most of what you would put into the scare factor rating area of this thing that we do happens in like the last 15 but really 10 minutes of the film yeah well before the before the the epilogue yeah i gave it a three i mean this isn't a scary movie all the 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 parts that i like how the ghosts look though should be creepy and like slow building towards something aren't they're kind of insufferable but it does have some scare stuff going on mark yeah i gave it a three 
Eh. Yep. Yep. Effects or judicious lack thereof, Jake? Uh, I gave this a five. I, I think that things, like, if if the ghosts aren't really going to scare me, I at least want them to look good, and I think that they did. Whenever they do choose to use effects, which is not that frequently, then I think that they look good. Additionally, the, this, I mean, you could fool me that this is, like, or, yeah, you could fool me and, like, say this is the real Yankee Peddler Inn. I don't know if it is. It but is. They stayed it, at it. It feels like it should. The so. entire production staff stayed at the Yankee Peddler cool. Inn for this movie. That's tremendous. Good job. Maybe I should give it a bump. <laughs> I'm not going to. I, I agree with you, Jake. I give it a five as well. I was waffling between a five and a six on this. I give it a five for a couple of reasons. I mean, I wanted to give it a six because I think especially the old man in the bathtub with his slit wrist looks really good. And when they do choose to use it, I think it looks good. But I don't think their lack of effects is judicious. I would welcome some more effects to be used throughout this movie. So I'm, yeah, penalizing it for that. And then also the score, I think, is an active detriment to this movie. Like, I don't, it's not that it's necessarily a bad score, but it does not too fit whimsical the tone for you? of this movie at all. What tone? The, I don't know, but the score has a consistent <laughs> tone and the movie doesn't. So the score I think, doesn't I think they both movie. do. It's a little whimsical, but I don't know how else you key in on what this movie is. It's just, it's just like a person just slamming their hands into a piano. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, Mark, they had a cat do it. It's a full orchestral <laughs> score. Sure. It's a mouse on the keys. And it doesn't help the movie. Uh, so I gave it a five. Mark. Uh, yeah, I mean, I gave it a six. I, I, It's mostly judicious lack thereof. And then I do like, like you said, Jack, the, the guy in the bathtub is probably the coup de grace of the whole movie. Agreed. But, uh, I mean, whatever. It's not effects. Effects is probably the least impactful category of this entire rating system. Sure. For this movie. Well, it's a perfect rating system. Jake. It's perfect. For uh, this movie. Per- Jake what? Jake overall? Yeah. I forgot. Okay, well, I'm going to give you my know. overall. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> I gave it a five. It's just below average. It's a little bit of a bump up if you were to think about all my scores in, in their own little vacuums. I, this is a movie, like we've said a billion times now, that is probably not for a lot of people, but the way it cohesive, the way it cohered itself into my brain cohesed. from screen to me, cohesed into me, um, it worked in a weird way. Mark said that too. I'm interested to see if he's going to go higher. Something about it, I could see myself watching this again, surprisingly enough. I think it would have to be one thing. Okay, I'm going to toot my own horn for a little bit. I think that this could probably only be watched around this time of year. Otherwise, I wouldn't really be interested in it. It has that like early like autumn, early October. If you're going to watch a bunch of horror movies in the month of October, this could fit. Ghost hunting, little like New England hotel. Cool. Jake, I have a, I have a nitpick with your rating there. If that's tooting your horn, you are way too mean to yourself. Be nice to my friend Jake. I like him. He's better at a lot of stuff. That is not worthy of tooting. Oh. You have plenty of stuff worthy of tooting your horn for. That is picking this during October is not one of them. That's nice of you to say, <laughs> Jack. Thank you. I gave it a four. Look, despite the hilarious bit I've been doing where I got angry and angry at this movie, it it is it was kind of watchable, but I had to do it in two chunks. I don't think it's particularly good, but all of the bones are there. Like, like all the elements are there, just the levels on each particular element are wrong, but you tweak them, and you got a very fun and strange movie. Um, it, it's a four for me, though. I, I didn't love it. Um, I actually didn't really like it, but it... Mark. <laughs> but it, Mark. <laughs> okay, so I'm about to say something incredibly stupid and meandering, so just bear with me. Hey, it'd be... Yeah. It's a mumblecore thing. <laughs> um, That's not our format at all, Mark. What are you talking about? Yeah. 
I, I was podcast. listening to a rewatchables episode about The Departed recently where they talk about Roger Ebert's review of that movie. And what he says is that it's not what this movie is about. It's how it's about. And I started thinking about what that means as far as film Nothing. criticism Doesn't goes. Doesn't mean anything. Shut up, Jack. <laughs> it's my turn to talk. <laughs> and in this way, I actually think this movie excels in an, in an interesting direction it's about what this movie is about is ghosts in the basement and also birds i guess two co-workers that have a very confusing backstory <laughs> how it's about is an entirely different journey of the fact that they went out to make this movie not to make a movie about ghosts in the basement and i guess this couple that went in on their honeymoon here what 80 years ago or whatever the fuck it was 80 years. Yeah, they've been married 80 years. 70 years ago? I don't know. That guy's pretty old. 70 years ago? No. 60 do you think that guy's, how old do you think that guy was when he got married? 20. 20? Yeah, okay. So if he was married. I'm going to at- say it's 60 at most. 60 at most. Yeah. Anyway, continue. So they set out to make a movie that specifically, like, it was a horror movie, but specifically didn't have any horror movie elements. And was just focusing on this weird dialogue and chemistry between these two people that I found incredibly charming and delightful. I think we all did, really. I mean, Jack had some nitpicks with Sarah Paxton's performance, and that scream is more hilarious than it is anything else. (laughs) It is awesome. It is awesome. (laughs) But... To, to encapsulate this movie as to what it intends to be, like, it, it hits the target that it's set out to make for itself. That target is out in the fucking woods, and no one really gives a shit about it, but it hit the target yes. fucking hard. Yes. I, and for that reason, I gave this movie a six. There we go. Whoa, yeah. <laughs> I, I I think it's, I, I, I could, would yeah. absolutely I'm happy watch with this. That. I find it very charming. I like the energy this movie has. But it is an exceptionally specific and weird mumblecore thing that, like, I'm not going to recommend to very. I will people. never watch this movie again unless I lose a bet. <laughs> cool, deal. Mark's transition was perfect into to whom the hell would we recommend this for? Two, two. Yeah, perfect. That absolutely perfect. Whom? I think I would recommend this movie if I look. If I'm ever <laughs> riding one of the buses between terminals at LAX, and I happen to be sitting across from what? Ty West, um, what I would recommend this movie to Ty so West. His, if you're in LAX, did, as in, did you did you watch this West. before it came out? Did you give this a final look through before look see before it came out? Because <laughs> I think you should probably yeah. do that, sir. <laughs> <laughs> do you recall? Do you recall making this movie? <laughs> Did, were you just looking joke. for is a, a d- tax-exempt way to spend a weekend in a creepy haunted hotel? <laughs> is there is there a director's cut that I need to be aware of that explains all of the things that were not explained here and provides a bunch of action? Did you cut all the action out of this? Is this like a fun film experiment where you actually shot an action horror movie and then cut out all of the action and it was still 100-something minutes long? I would recommend this movie to a person who wants to see the least believable scream in a horror movie put to film. <laughs> It's in this one. Watch this movie. To be, to be slightly more serious for a split second, I think the recommendation grouping for this movie would fall to people who are looking for a deeper cut of fairly pro- prolific film directors the last 20 years. Like, Ty West has done quite a bit of stuff. It's it's more for the horror head. 
But if someone hasn't seen this and if they've seen other Ty West stuff, I would be I would not be surprised if this one was lower on the list or, you know, had if you polled all the people who had seen Ty West things, this one might not have as many tick marks. You know what I'm saying? It is a very interesting data point in Ty West's career. So I, I, I would recommend it to that group. And then people who might want an example of something that is a little a little bit more normal than mumblecore like if they're dipping their toe in the water this is a decent example but it's not as weird as actual true if someone ever but it's also much worse than actual true mumblecore i don't know i no, don't this know is, what do you mean this is exactly straight up the middle normal mumblecore recommendation if someone ever walks up to you and says what the, yeah, and hold says on the, that it's and not says the sentence i really enjoyed the movie murder party I feel like you rebut that with, oh, you should watch The Innkeepers. Well, you don't rebut that. Fine. You respond. You should have watched The Innkeepers. The Innkeepers instead. You're you're wrong about liking (laughs) Murder Party, and here's why. The Innkeepers. Whatever. Does rebut specifically mean you disagree? Yes. Or is it just a response to it? No. It means objecting to, arguing against. You should rebuke them, Mark. Okay, whatever. You respond to them with that, then. Is my point, you assholes. I'm just saying it's, it's rebut no baghead. whom, Mark? <laughs> it's no baghead. But whom are we rebuking? <laughs> Who versus? Whom are we rebuking versus? Wow. <laughs> that was a better, we better was a go. better joke when I started it than when I ended it. <laughs> <laughs> well, things happen. Let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, we we gotta go after that piece. That, that bit jack uh, this has been episode 233 of the a to z Horrorcast. if you're still here hanging out with us and you like what we got going on go ahead go over to the website or check out any of the other links that are down there in our description below to see what we're up to as jack mentioned at the top of the episode as we've been doing for a really long time now all of the proceeds of our patreon buried the lead there are going to feeding america so like i said if you're still here you might be time to consider becoming a patreon member got a lot of cool perks over there for your troubles and you'll know that it's going to a good place as always, the music is coming at you from Super Bear. There are links down there in the description below as well. And next week, we are going to do one more October movie, and it will come out in October. We're telling ourselves this is going to happen. Hey, we're on track, buddy. We're all caught I up. know. I'm actually feeling like I'm feeling good about it. It's a Mark pick, and it is a straight-up Halloween movie. It's not a Halloween franchise movie. That was confusing. It's Haunt, but it's Halloween-y because it's Haunt. And if you aren't familiar with it, you'll be familiar in like a week. Woof. So go watch it first, okay? Jesus. And until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some horror movies, including Haunt, okay? Bail now. Bye. <laughs>